The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. and welcome to a brand new episode of Colts fans Yay! in Bill's land. <gasps> yeah, basically, that's how I'm feeling today. It is the last episode that has no that. that hold on, let me reword this. It's the last <laughs> weekend. No, you're, you hold on. It sounds like you want to do something. You want to, you want to, I'm just this? rewinding. It's rewinding. Oh, oh, you're rewinding. Okay. This is the last episode that is not recapping football that matters until hopefully February. <laughs> <laughs> it could be January, but we're hoping till February. Uh, and we are tremendously excited to get this season underway. And we have so much to talk about today. Uh, it's been a wild week in Colts land. And and we're getting ready to face the Seattle Seahawks for week one of the regular. They stink too. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to. Yeah. We're not. We don't care about the Bills this week. I mean, we do. We never really cared, but Bills are not the focus. This is all we're we're coming for you, Seattle. Suck it. Piece of shit. Your fake, <laughs> your fake ass fan base who just showed up in 2013. Yeah, I said it. Matt Hausebeck never played for the Seahawks. What are you talking about? Russell Wilson's been our only quarterback. <laughs> Get out of here. Only one ever. Sean Alexander who? Yeah. Yeah. Get out of here. Kiss my Colts fan balls. That's what I got. <laughs> That's what I say to you, Seahawks fans and your fake-ass 12th man. Fuck out of here. All right. We had a – sorry, that was very vulgar for me. Um, yeah, leave the you know obscenities to this guy over here. Okay, you're right. My fault. That's not my shtick. Good cop, bad cop. Good cop, bad cop. All right. So uh, this week we had our final 53 man roster uh, cut down. We have a better identity. We're gonna kind of run through the roster in a little bit. So we're gonna do uh, uh, what we're gonna do for our preview episodes. Our episode, you know, previews for upcoming weeks. Is we're gonna compare rosters like myself and our good friend Dickie Harder did a couple weeks ago uh, when we. Uh, just took a look at the Bills and Colts roster. So we're going to have a little bit better identity of that, but the 53-man roster is officially active uh, right now. Brandon, your biggest takeaway from the cutdowns, surprises, anything like that? Um, well, I think the biggest surprise for me would have to be us sticking with Bilkins, even though he's on a contract year, doesn't look like we're going to extend him, and then trying to ship him out somewhere for pick and then keep on uh jackson like i thought he would have been the great you know fourth running back in that room yeah but you know them's the them's what happens uh will holden being cut and us going out and trading for a uh for a tackle a swing tackle from seattle that was surprising to me like yeah. oh i thought holden would have made it but you know 
Ballard's Ballard, so just trust it and have all the faith in him. Yeah, that was uh, this. There were some interesting moves made. Unfortunately, Sam Tevy's still a part of the team. Well, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, I kind of feel bad because you know I really shit on uh, Sam Tevy an hour before you realize he tore his ACL. Like, yeah. You know, and when the injury news came up, there I did not jump up for joy. Uh, so don't say that I did. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, T's and P's to Sam Tevy. Uh, rest in peace, your, your ACL, and uh, good luck next year. Yeah, I was also surprised. No, for sure. So, yeah, Tevy, Tevy is, uh, I think, still rostered technically. Um, yep. I was also surprised we didn't keep a our backup uh, center. What was his name uh, Joey? Uh... It's, not, it's not Hunt, is it? Is his last name Hunt? Yes, yes, it is. Okay. He was our backup center. I know we got a pretty solid one in Ryan Kelly, but we all know that Ryan Kelly has injury issues. Uh, I think Hunt got signed to the practice squad, but it, it's weird where I think it's a little strange where, where Ballard decided to keep some depth at this year. I figured with the, the way that the offensive line luck has been over the years that maybe we want to have a little extra juice there. And uh, you know, some depth there would be nice. <laughs> yeah, just, just a little bit, you know, uh, yeah, it's it's not good. It's not good. No. Um well we got Julian Davenport. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I know. I, I think because we gotta figure out our left tackle. I've heard a lot of things that Davenport's gonna end up being the left tackle starter until uh Fisher comes back. Perfect. But I'm also seeing on the Colts depth chart here that Will Holden is like shooting for starter i don't know if i don't know about that i thought we so he is on the team will holden i thought he was a uh, part of the cuts that's what i'm looking at right now unless they didn't update this thing yeah they must not update this one because you know he's definitely I, he was cut and i was extremely surprised by that i was like what the what the who the what the yeah that's strange okay we're not going to use that depth chart um <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay this one looks it looks a little bit better Maybe no, that's not good either. Okay. Anyways, we're gonna we're gonna get through it as best we possibly can. But there we go. Yeah, there's uh, you know, there's just some just some unique cuts. Uh, we lost. Uh, I, I can't pronounce his last name. Chichari. Yeah, Chichari. Chichari. Uh, uh, you know, we needed some secondary help, and I was actually, it was kind of cool that to see the some of the other Colts players like rally behind. Like, how did you cut this guy? And, you know, what? Why did you cut this guy? They were very a little bit vocal about it on Twitter. But uh, but yeah, he was. I think he was one of the some one of the more shocking cuts as well, uh, to, to go. Of course, our secondary isn't you know the greatest. We can always use uh, a little bit of help, and and him going is uh, uh, they they made him as a cut for. I think they cut him for waiver wire purposes. And if I'm not mistaken, he might have signed already with some. I think yeah, Carolina. Um, I think Carolina? he signed with Carolina. Yep, you know because we're kind of hoping he make it back to our uh, practice squad. But um, I, I mean, if he made way for Kiki Kuti, I am all for it. Sorry, Shashiri, but. You know. Oh, Philadelphia. I'm sorry. Philadelphia. So we went with Sirianni. Yeah, Sirianni. They're coaching our guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that. was that. So our roster is as finalized as it possibly can be. We also had a wild week of 
uncertainty, close contact COVID stuff, which I think we might have touched on. Uh, however, yeah, it was Pascal, Kelly, and Wentz. They did return on Thursday. So as of right now, I think Pascal will be good. To, you know, I mean, I would see Pascal and Kelly will be good to go. Uh, there's still a feeling out process with Carson Wentz's foot. However, we don't know for sure, uh, you know, if Carson Wentz is officially good to go for for this upcoming Sunday. We anticipate it. We all think he is. He's moving around. He looks fantastic. He looks as mobile as ever, speedy, um, yeah, and, and shifty, and 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 all that stuff. But uh, that's going to be a big question, I think, going into this week is whether Carson will get the green light to participate uh, on next Sunday's game. I mean, at this point, do we want to just put him like a glass vault someplace for the next week so he can't be, you know, hurt, uh, oh contract COVID, something? Just get him away. He's 100% good to go for Sunday because I'm starting to get a little worried about all these close contacts and uh, these COVID protocols now popping on up. Could you imagine like we go a week, two weeks without Carson Wentz, uh, Quentin Nelson, Darius Leonard, like all three of them just out? It'd be tough. No, I mean, it's 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 definitely not something I, I, I want to endure because, you know, even with this elongated season, you know, it's uh, every game counts, especially one with as a top heavy of a schedule as we have. You definitely want those sort of things. You know, luckily, unfortunately, it was close contact. I think it was you messaging me Sunday or no, it was Monday. You're like, Can we just have one Monday with nothing going on. We're just a Monday full of peace. And um, you know, fortunately, like I said, it was close contact. He was he was they, they were out. They were freed within, uh, you know, a certain time limit. But, it, you know, it, it is it's always concerning. It's it's always concerning, um, you know, when that's with that situation, the, the, the COVID protocols are uh, unique. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll certainly go with that. They are certainly unique. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're trying. I, I don't know. It is. It's. It's going to screw over a lot. A lot of teams are going to get affected by it. There's no doubt about it. It's nuts. You know, you can have one person on the staff like contract COVID, and then you know anyone that's come near them, touch them, and you know if they're not vaccinated, that's five days automatically. All right, you can't do it. like that's insane to me. That can happen to so much of our our team. You know, yeah. we're the lowest unvaccinated team. So literally, you get like a, a small, not even an outbreak. Just one person gets it comes close to some people, bam, we can be without like three or four of our main starters. So it's, it's crazy to me. It's been kind of cool though, to, to kind of see those players, you know, come on out and take full responsibility. Like, Hey, yeah, I, I am, I'm vaccinated. And I want to learn more about this thing. Oh uh, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm definitely proud uh, of the way that the players are. I know there's been a lot of flack towards some, um, I know there's been a lot of flack towards some, but it is, you know, I, I think a lot of them are open-minded and I think that's a good thing. Uh, you know, I don't want to sit here and, and, and say, hey, just go do this, go do that and tell people uh, what to do. We all, you know, what to do with their bodies and such. We know it's a it's 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 a you know, it's a, it, it's something you don't want to do ever. And when, you know, I'm glad, though, that these athletes are open to it. You know, more and more are starting to come around, you know, Tom Brady, uh, you know, who we all know. We, I think there's a tweet about it. This, you know, he, he we all know how he is, his diet and such. He's you know, he's vaccinated. Hopefully the more players, you know, that come around to it, they're, you know, they, they encourage it. You know, I got, I got my first shot a couple of weeks ago and, you know, I was, I was of course hesitant about it and I can understand pro athletes, you know, taking their time, 
to come around the long-term effects, all that stuff come into play. But, um, but yeah, they, they are taken into account. They said, uh, actually the first, a lot of them got their first shot. I think Zach Kiefer, somebody was reporting that after this last week that a lot of them went and got their first uh, nice. shot, which is, you know, it, it's it, for COVID protocols sake. Uh, that's a step in the right direction. Absolutely, because man, I can't do this close contact BS no more. Come on, I need these guys to play. Please, just <laughs> get them out in the field. <laughs> well, agreed, agreed. Uh, so I mean, I, other than that, I don't think it's been. Uh, you know, I, I want to give kudos to Chris Ballard and, and Frank Reich too when they're handling the situation. You know, they're they're very they, they've been very respectful. Not like your Urban Myers of the world, who uh, <laughs> who is already like under flag. I think fire for like the second time in his very very short NFL coaching tenure, uh, with some of the comments and some of the stuff that he's done. But um, but yeah, I, I got to give kudos to the coaching staff and, and the GM. Very very proud um, for how they're dealing with and handling the the players in this very weird COVID era uh, for the National Football League. No, they're the best in the biz. I mean, they do that nice balancing act of, you know, being <clears throat> pro player, but also knowing, hey, you know, th- this, things have to be this way. So they never, you know, turn their back on the players and always show support for the player players, even though they're not, you know, doing some of the things that they would hope that the players would be doing. Right. So, you know, it's it's cool to see them kind of you know, still you know, support their players and be, you know, w- you know, have their backs in this whole thing. But also saying, you know, we, we wish they would, but we're not going to we're not going to force anyone to do something they don't want to do. Exactly. Which, you know, I, I, I admire that. It's a it's a different breed of animal in this day and age. But all eyes are on Sunday. All eyes are on Seattle. All right. Uh, we all have the coat. The Colts have a huge opportunity here, you know, to beat one of the upper echelon teams in the National Football League. Seattle was a was a playoff team last year. They won the NFC West, which was by far the uh, National Football League's most difficult division, I would dare say. Um, easily. Yeah, easily, easily. And if San Francisco, I mean, this year could be the same exact thing. We all know that the Colts have had a lot of misfortunes on, on opening week. Uh, they are currently, the Colts, our Colts are currently two and a half point underdogs, according to Bleach Report to Seattle. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on the Seattle game coming up on Sunday? Um, I mean, with it being the first game of the of the year, I think it's a great test to show, you know, what we are, you know, I don't want to dig in too much about it. Uh, you know, if we're going to lose or win big, you know, I don't want it to weigh too heavily on, oh, yeah, all right, we're going to have a great season or, oh, our season's going to suck now because we lost to Seattle. Right. Um, I think that we're better than them. But they have Russell Wilson, which uh, he'll, he'll make the, the game swing in, in either time. Uh, depending on how well he plays, you know, or how he matches up with Carson and, you know, how, how well he plays. So I think our team is overall more deep and just solid across the board. But we all know the teams live and die by that quarterback position. So no, that's that that's the truth. Russell Wilson is good as anybody in the NFL today. He is the kind of quarterback he like Aaron Rodgers, like, uh, you know, Josh Allen. No, 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 no. Uh, well, for now, for now, for now. Tom Brady. We'll, we'll Tom, say that. All right, we'll go. Mahomes. There you we'll go. go we'll go with Tom Brady. Um, when Russell Wilson is out there, there's a chance to win. That is the kind of player that Russell Wilson is. That is the kind of player that Russell Wilson has always been. All right. Uh, see, Russell Wilson's great. 
you know, last year was such a weird year. And, you know, for, for, well, actually, I wouldn't necessarily say weird, but Seattle started off really hot. Russ is cooking. Russ is cooking. And the kit, the kitchen got closed. Uh, The bills closed that kitchen, you know, (sighs) just as we don't want to compliment them. The bills closed that kitchen. Russ Wilson threw a bunch of interceptions. He didn't sniff another MVP vote for the rest of the year. Very, very cold back half of the year. We all, you know, I know it's just not, it's not just on Russell Wilson. All right. Seattle has failed to put an offensive line in front of them. Um, you know, they got some of the best wide receivers in the game. The running back situation is always iffy and their defense, uh, second half of the year, it definitely stepped up. Yeah. That first half Russell had to go out and look like an MVP for, for them to string together some wins, you know, and, uh, he, he did it. He proved why, why he is who he is. He's great. He's fantastic. And they're a good team. They're just not spectacular. I think they're kind of going to fall behind in that division. I mean, you've got freaking super hot uh, the Rams now with Stafford. I think they're going to run away with the whole NFC in my book. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco's always deadly, depending on if they figure out their quarterback position. You know, they could be a lot better than they were last year. And then Arizona's Arizona, Kyler Murray and uh, you know, Hopkins and, and whatnot. So Seattle is going to come out this game knowing, hey, we need to win. Uh, we have a very hard division. So those are, you know, six games there that are going to be tough. Let's beat Indy while we can try and get out of there with a the win. So I think it's going to be tough. I really do. Oh, it's, it, it's you know, it's, it's definitely not going to be a walk in the park. I think they're in Indy, correct? I believe they yep. are in Indianapolis, which, yep, is, in you know, Indy. which is a cool thing, but. But yeah, the Colts have a bad track record of of uh, losing, and um, you know, losing on opening day. Uh, it's been, I think, what seven or eight seasons since we've oh. won. It's been a long time. Long time. Yeah. I don't know if you've done it in the Andrew Luck era, uh, since the Andrew Luck took it. It might have been like maybe his first or second season, but that might be it. Uh, you know, last year, of course, was heartbreaking. Seven and a half point favorites against Jacksonville. <laughs> Uh, three touchdown, two or three touchdown lead. And then the team just collapsed and I had to eat a strip of paper towel for Facebook live. That's story for another day. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this, the, the challenge is definitely out. It's they're dangerous. Seattle is a first half, typically a first half of the season team. Uh, so I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm of course I'm going to be nervous. This, this, this is a, probably the most important stretch of the schedule. I mean, the, the entire schedule is important, but kick. I think starting off the season right with a win is gonna could set the tone for the entire season. You know, for this team, for their expectations. If the Colts come out and start off with a win over Seattle in, in, in Week One, yeah, you won't be able to shut me up. Oh my God! No, I know. It's gonna be Super Bowl, baby! Woo! One hundred percent. I'll be super prideful. Uh, you know about that fact because. It's a good sign. And, and while we acknowledge that it's not how you start, it's how you finish. That's a good start. That's already bucking this, this, this conception that the Colts are just a terrible team this year. Yep. Yep. Nope. We start off hot with the one in uh, Seattle stamps us as being, you know, we're, we're Super Bowl contenders. <laughs> Week one, Super Bowl contenders. In my book, in my head, that's how I'm going to feel. I'm going to put that on out there. For sure. And again, if we were to lose, I'm not going to, you know, oh, it's it's the worst thing that ever happened, and we're going to suck this year. So, you know, I don't want to put a lot of stock in us winning, but I'm going to because that's what I do. I, I'm an emotionally invested <laughs> person. You and me both, brother. Yeah. And it's it's uh, it's one of the, I think more so if they lose, it's, if it's how they lose. 
that's what's going to bother. Like, that's what would bother me. If these op- there's opportunities to put the game away, to seal the game up, and it's how that, you know, how they lose. I think I- I'll be down. The emotion will be there. There's definitely going to be emotion if they lose in a stupid fashion, like they did a lot last year and a lot in, in previous years. But, um, but you are right. Yeah, I think, you know, you, you have a better head on your shoulders than I do. Uh, when it comes to the emotional knee-jerk reactions to, to football stuff. And, yeah, last year I was uh, – it was a whole roller – I needed the offseason last year. <laughs> <laughs> I I could not – there was a point in time where I'm like, okay, I need the Colts to be done because I'm just emotionally just tapped out. <laughs> that's how, that's how rough it was. That dad yeah. gone, that's – you know, that's how it felt. That's really how it felt. Um. You know, there's a lot on it. I think there's, you know, I want to see certain things out of Frank Reich. I want to see him learn from some of his mistakes uh, of, you know, last year, a certain play calling, situational play calling, uh, evolving that, you know, uh, that was an issue for me last year that we, I think we've seen a lot. There's some of the situational play calling was a little peculiar. And uh, I, I definitely want to see Frank Reich evolve, like, you know, and be the, obviously to be the best version of himself, you know, he's, he's going across Pete Carroll, who's a fantastic coach. I think we can all admit that a fantastic coach, but another guy who has also tended to uh, shoot himself in the foot more often than not. What do you mean? You don't want to run, you know, Marshawn Lynch when you're a, a yard away, you'd rather throw the ball. That's not a good call. That's not a smart thing to do instead i mean <laughs> well doing film study recently analytically it was kind of genius but um no <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, yeah it was it, it was it still baffles. yeah that still baffles me i had a conversation you know i posted on our two point uh facebook page two point conversation facebook page about marshawn having a case for the hall of fame and a lot of people said no because Pete Carroll didn't send him. Uh, <laughs> like, really? That's what's going to keep him out? And it's actually entirely possible that that and could that be second the second ring that, could have that, cemented him. Yep. yep that could have been the thing. But that's on Pete Carroll. You know, uh, like I said, he's always been Seattle to me has felt like Pittsburgh for probably the last decade. And ah. where they're an upper echelon team. But you never really believe that they can get the job done and go in a Super Bowl. Yep, they're never like the odds-on favorite NFC. Oh, it's always like you know the the bridesmaid, but never the bride. They're always all right. Yeah, solid. You know, top three team in the in the in the NFL. Right, but Be- never against us. Hey, they're they're one. Right, but the yeah, the gap between number one and and them is always very vast. So uh, there are a lot of aspects of this game that I am excited to see. For of course, you know, seeing Quiddy Pay and DeForest Buckner uh, lining up together, going up against that offensive line, trying to contain Russell Wilson. Uh, You know, of course, hopefully Carson Wentz making his debut, and we finally get an idea of who he is as a Colts player, as a quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. you know, I think this is an opportunity on, on a lot of facets for this team to show for our Colts team to show off what they could do. I think that we're going to look through the matchups in just a moment, but just in, in very vaguely put uh, to say this, I think this is a very good matchup for, for, for the Colts and where we are strong at. Uh, on paper, sure looks like it, you know, hoping that they're the Seattle team that we, we think that they are. And they don't come out and just totally surprise us and 
are phenomenal from top to bottom. I, I think it is. I think it's a nice opportunity for us to get a solid win against what's a perennially good team. So absolutely. No, for sure. So let's hop into this thing. Um, let's see. All right. Uh, let's hop into this thing. Let's do our comparison. So like, uh, like me and our good friend Dickie did uh, about a month ago, we did, we're going to do position by position quarterbacks and not like specifically all 22 or, you know, all 22 positions. We're going to do more so groupings. So let's t- first take a look at the quarterback position. Uh, I think do we have to. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that we do. It's, there's no doubt it's, it's Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is a proven guy. Um, you know, he, he's a he's a proven fella. And, and there's there's no doubt about it. He he is, uh, you know, he's and it's crazy to think that the Colts almost drafted him too. It makes my head ah. explode. Do you know this story? Yep. Okay. All right. Oh, mother, you, you tell it for the fans that they don't know. All right. So if you do not know, uh, Indianapolis had every intention of drafting Russell Wilson. I think it was the third or fourth round of that draft that he had felt to them, you know, they would have taken him as a QB two. How disgusting would that have been with Andrew Luck and Russell Wilson together? Stupid, stupid, and embarrassing the riches. I well, you know, it, it would only you know save us during this whole Russ or Andrew Locke injury, you know, saga. And you probably would have saw what we had with Wilson, and maybe we would have, you know, they got rid of Andrew Locke. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But it is one of those interesting things. Yeah, I think uh, is it? No, it would have been Polian. Uh, was it Polian? No, Polian was gone. Oh. Yep. Whoever the GM was in that 2012 draft, they, they we won't just, talk about him because he's a piece of shit. Oh, it was it was that motherfucker? Okay. Yep. Um, but yeah, he, he openly admitted that they had intentions to draft Russell Wilson. So, um, but yeah, Russell Wilson's that dude. Carson Wentz can be that dude, but again, we have to see what time. Russell Wilson, proven commodity. All right, running back situation. Not even close. Indy by a mile. Oh, Indy by a wide margin. Wide margin. Uh, of course, Jonathan Taylor in his sophomore year, we have a returning Marlon Mack. We have Naheem Hines. Ooh, they say, uh, they've been very, they, they've stated that they intend to use a lot more of Naheem, Naheem Hines this year and good. Yeah, you need good. to. He, anytime he touches the ball, he's just, he's electrifying. He's magic. Oh. He's one of the, he is one of the best pass catching, uh, most underrated pass catching running backs in the NFL. I would dare put him up with the likes of an Austin Eckler. All right. I would dare put if they used him oh my God, the way that he can be, he's up there and he belongs up there. All right. He's just that, a playmaker. He's a playmaker. Get the ball in his hands. Let let him cook. Let Naheem cook. Okay. Yeah, seriously. No, I mean, that was such a huge facet last year of this team. And, you know, Philip River, they were excited for the Rivers Naheem Hines combination because uh, Rivers reminded him or it, it was like Darren Sproles. It was like a young Darren Sproles and Rivers and Sproles, you know, excelled together back in uh, Sproles days in the, in the Chargers. So there is uh so yeah, running backs hand down, hands down. We all know that Seattle's had a very inconsistent run game uh, forever. Yeah, Chris Carson will never be a thing. Rashad Penny will never be a thing. They stink. Oh. Stop trying to make them a thing. <laughs> I still forget that Rashad Penny's in the NFL. Yeah, Chris Carson's <laughs> not bad when healthy, but he ain't no, he ain't no JT, baby. No, no, not even, 
not even close. I did see a crazy video of Chris Carson working out though. He was like on one arm and bench pressing off of like one hip. Look for the video. It's insane. He's doing, no, he's doing some James Harrison type stuff. And yeah. It's a, little, <laughs> it's a little scary. It's a little scary. All right. So running backs here, yeah, hands down, we got to give it to our, to our Colts at wide receiver. I think I got to give this one to Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've got two number one guys, you know, DK is DK. And I really like Lockett. I think he's a lot better than people can credit for. I think he's a great number one uh, target. Uh, and he just happens to be number two. So, yeah, no, you're right. You're you know, on the right. flip side, it's like the Colts wide receivers. We just have a bunch of number two wide receivers and not true number one playmaker. Remember, and, that, yeah. remember that one time we went, we were, we were going to draft uh, DK Metcalf? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were gonna, getting uh, uh, Paris Col- uh, Campbell instead. Yeah, that didn't work out like we wanted. Oh, dear God. Yeah, Seattle is that that's one of the best wide receiver, you know, one, two punches at wide receiver in the NFL is Metcalf and Lockett. You made a great point. Lockett has all the talent in the world to be a wide receiver one somewhere, but he just happens to be wide receiver two <laughs> and a very valuable one at that. He's still going high in fantasy drafts, all that stuff. Lockett's very talented. But yes, we know that Metcalf is a freak, freakishly Absolutely. tall, freakish, freakishly just jacked. All right. And it looks uh, like the Batman suit. Okay. He looks like the Batman suit. It's insane. Like the Ben Affleck Batman suit. Like with all the, I was going to go like Val Kilmer, you know, the, yeah. the chest and all that, but no, well, we can do Ben Affleck too. That's a good one. As long as we don't do George Clooney. No, 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 bat, nip, no bat nipples. <laughs> no bat nipples. Yeah. It's cold. It's cold. Seattle's just way more talented than a wide receiver. That That's plain and simple. We like, like Brandon said, we have a bunch of wide receiver twos, very talented wide receiver twos, young talent who has who has yet to emerge. All right, you know it. It, it was crazy. Pittman season, baby, it's coming. I hope so. You know, just, but just how low? If you look at like fantasy rankings expectations, how low a lot of these Colts weapons are, and I'm you know like Pascal, like I, I don't even think showed up in a lot of like getting drafted. Yeah. Pittman was incredibly low. T.Y. Hilton, obviously, with you know, with the injury and stuff, but even doing mock drafts before wasn't even like a. Oh, somebody's calling me. What what is going on? Why is there audio playing? Okay, all right. No, sorry, it was old Seahawks versus clips like uh, Colts clips on my phone just started playing randomly. <laughs> um, very peculiar. So, uh, but yeah, you know, it's it. It's crazy how lowly valued the Colts wide receiver room is. And uh, yeah, that, that definitely goes to Seattle. Definitely goes to Seattle. Tight end room. I love our tight ends. So I'm going to say yes. You know, I think we have uh, another another bunch of underrated guys. Uh, Doyle's always solid. You know, he's Doyle. <laughs> Got to get us nice eight yards when we need him first yep. down. Or he'll streak on through and grab, grab a crazy touchdown once or twice in blue moon. Um, Mo is phenomenal. He doesn't get nearly enough praise. I think he's one of the top playmakers on our team. So we need to feed him the ball more often. Whatever the ball's in his hands, good things happen. For sure. Give Mo the ball. Granson's going to be spectacular. I already like what I saw in preseason. And F all them Seattle Titans. <laughs> I, <laughs> they did get a nice one in Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett is not like, uh, you know, Gerald Everett coming over for the Rams. You got to give him. Compliment. Yeah, no Tyler Higby. No, um, no, he's not. But he's he's still pretty talented. 
I would say I, mean, I would say it's a lot close. The tight end room is a little bit closer than oh, I think we are. It, we are it is. I, I think Disley is really good too. Like I like him a lot as a player. Yes. But you know, I just I just love the Colts tight end room. That's just me being a little biased. But yeah, Colts. No, I feel you. Yeah, I I gotta go with the Colts too. A, l- a little bit more proven. I mean, if if Everett was you know that good, he'd probably still be a Ram. So, but he is talented. I thought it was an excellent move. Um, in that case, all right, offensive line. Offensive line, uh, where are we giving love to? I know Seattle had a, a couple signings this year. Uh, their offensive line is roughly looking like Dwayne Brown at left tackle, Damian Lewis at left guard, Ethan uh, Posick at center, Gabe Jackson at right guard, and Brandon Shell at right tackle. And our offensive line, while most, I wouldn't say mostly in shambles, it's, it's really, it's, it's, we're good to go. Big Q is back. Ryan Kelly is back. Yeah, Braden Smith. And I mean, our our weeks where our weakest spot, uh, I think, you know, it, it's definitely it, it's definitely that left tackle position without Eric Fisher right now. It is, you know, and Julian Davenport again is a serviceable, serviceable backup. Um, so that's what we have to roll with while we wait for Fisher to, to you know get cleared. So yeah, yeah, this is definitely Seattle strength where they're they're offensive. Absolutely not. Come on now, we're, we might be missing our one like left tackle, but our offensive line is so freaking good. Look at what we put together. Quentin Nelson, you know, a glow is amazing. Yes. Brian Smith, Kelly, yeah, it's no hands down. We're we're killing them offensive line, and that's why Quiddy Pay is going to sack Russell Wilson like a thousand times. Oh my God, I like I don't I think that might be the most excited aspect. I I. I, I am about, and we're going to, we're going to talk about defensive linemen next, but, but, but that little matchup, but yes, our offensive line still ahead. Listen, Seattle made, some, I'm not even going to call moves. They, they did, they did some things to help out Russell Wilson to help make him a little bit more comfortable, but you don't build an offensive line that rivals the Colts overnight, uh, the Colts O line or just overnight in an off season. It just, well, okay, wait, let me take that back. Unless you're Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, uh, you don't do that because that that's, that shit's crazy, but, um, <laughs> but, but it takes some time. Seattle's been historically offensive line has been historically bad over the last couple of years. And, uh, but yeah, so Indianapolis hands down defensive line. <clears throat> right now our on, I think this is, a, I'm just going to go with the unofficial, um, look, Quiddy pay Grover Stewart, DeForest Buckner, Tyquan Lewis. Starters. Ooh, oh my God. I just, mm, yeah. yeah. Got to go hold my pants. And then backups Kamoko Ture, Antoine Woods, Chris Williams, and Al Kadeen Muhammad. All right. Those are our backups who I think two of those four backups are very, very good. Maybe even three of those four. All right. That's the, that's the uh, Colts depth. Uh, defense for, they do, uh, excuse me, Seattle looks like they, I think they do a three, four. Yes, they do. All right. So their front line is uh, consists of defensive end LJ uh, Collier. They got Al Woods and Puna Ford. All right. Not even close. Indianapolis here. Yeah. Oh, God. It's, I like Al Woods, you know, former Colt. Shout out. Um, but they, they stink. Our guys are amazing. We're going to have 55 sacks. Uh, again, this is just optimistic Colts fan here. Uh, I think. Kamoko Ture could start and be a star anywhere, uh, especially coming the way he attacked his rehab. So him being one of our, you know, unofficial backups is insane to me. 
So we're just going to throw bodies at you, wave after wave after wave, guys just coming after you, and it's going to be glorious. Oh, it is. I'm, I'm definitely excited for that. So, yeah, I got to give the edge to Indianapolis. It is a ferocious pass rush now um, in that front line. And, yeah, again, CL's defense was coached up good last year, but uh, not not quite as good as, you know, they're not quite as good as the Colts. All right, we're looking at linebackers now. All right, our linebackers for the Indianapolis Colts. Starters, Darius Leonard, weak side. That's it. Endless. We're good. We won. Yeah, we're good. Bob- <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Bobby Okariki and Zaire. Okariki. <laughs> uh, you know, even our backups are are, are pretty solid as well. Um, yeah, we're in good shape. Looking at Seattle's. Looking at Seattle's. Jordan Brooks, Bobby Wagner, Daryl Taylor, Darrell Taylor, uh, LEO. What does LEO stand for? That's weird. Oh, that's, I think that's okay. So I think they sometimes, yeah, I was looking at Seattle's depth chart and they have an LEO and I'm not sure. Uh, that might be a, a, a variation of their front line. So that doesn't apply to this, but yeah, middle linebacker, two outside linebackers. It's definitely hands down Indianapolis. Darius Leonard is, Oh, so good. We all know how he is. And, you know, Brandon's a huge uh, Bobby Okariki stand. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer, Bobby Okariki. So we'll give that some love to Indianapolis. You know, Bobby Wagner's great. He's he's great. He's a little older now. And, you know, he's still a top three linebacker in the league. But Darius Leonard's number one. And uh, uh, Wagner has no help there to help him behind. He doesn't have, they don't have like a future Hall of Famer like Bobby Okariki. So, right. you know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, you ain't, you're you're not kidding, my man. Uh, so yeah, we're we're in good shape there. Wagner might not even make. I don't even know if he's gonna play on Sunday. He's uh he's doubtful <sighs> right now. Uh, I don't know if he's doubtful, but there's some kind of knee cleanup procedure. I think he had an injury last year, and uh, he's got to figure that. So there's a chance he might not even be out there on the field, uh, which would be really good for our tight ends uh, to get some some some. Some love to our tight ends. Attack that middle of the field. All right. And then our last category, defensive backs. Defensive backs. Uh, TJ Carey, Julian Blackman, Kyrie Willis, uh, Kenny Moore, and Xavier Rhodes. I listed five people there. Of course, it depends on the uh, depends on the defensive scheme, but it's a good, it's a uh, it's a good mix of dudes. On the Seattle side of things, all right. They don't even have a left cornerback. <laughs> uh, they don't even have one listed in the in the one spot. But they got DJ Reed, Jamal Adams, and Quandre Diggs. Oh, yeah, they just traded Akilah Witherspoon, so uh, to Pittsburgh. Yes, and I'm wondering if they're gonna, you know, just bring up someone from the practice squad or not. It doesn't matter. They Close do have Trey point. Brown in as their second left cornerback, so he might get bumped up or something like that. But yeah, it, it's it's got to be the Colts by a mile. They so. Right now, looking at it, uh, the Colts swept the defense. They swept in, you know, they got in the uh, defensively. The Colts have the far superior team. There's no doubt about it. Um, offensive line, we won. Tight end, we won. But it is close. And running back. And, of course, the only positions that um, Seattle went, you know, dominates is quarterback and wide receiver, which could be two of the most important positions on the field. 
And Isn't that crazy how stacked our team is? But really, like looking at it, the two most important you know aspects: the guy throwing the ball, the guy catching the ball, is what could separate us from being a high quality team. Oh, of course, of course. So, uh, let's see. NFL also had some stat rankings as well. So, and this is very peculiar. I don't know if this is based on preseason stats or what. But according to NFL.com, offensively, the Seattle's the 28th ranked offense uh, and the Colts are ninth. Defensively, Seattle's 10th and the Colts are ninth. Passing, this has got to be, this has got to be preseason. Uh, Passing wise, Seattle 28th, the Colts 7th, and rushing, Seattle 26th and the Colts 9th. Yeah, this has has to be our preseason. We're blowing them out the water. I hope so. I hope so. I would take I would I would bet for the Colts straight up the Colts. I would put money down on the Colts winning. I got to learn I got to learn how to gamble. I got to learn how to be, do sports betting. Let's do that. Oh my god, once mobile sports betting is legal, I'm pretty sure I'm going to flush every penny down the toilet. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh $1000 for Carson Wentz win MVP sounds like a bargain to me. Yeah. That's light work. Uh <laughs> But that is it, everybody. That is a wrap on this week's episode. It is time for Brant B Rant ins rants. I love we're it. Gonna, we're gonna call this now, apparently. Perfect. Dig it. Uh all righty. Well, you know, it's here. We made it. Football season, baby. Like, just think about it. Next week, Sunday, you, you wake up, the air just it's a little bit cooler. It just smells a little bit sweeter. You wake up, you have a nice breakfast. Oh, it's good breakfast. That bacon tastes so good. That coffee tastes so fresh. Man, it's love and life. It's a great day because I'm going to go watch some football. You know, I go to the bar. I drop a nice cold beer. It's so frosty. You see a little beads of, of moisture just dripping down the glass. It tastes so good once it hits your lips. So refreshing. You got a thing of great hot wings in front of you. They're crispy. They're meaty and super saucy. So much extra sauce that you have to lick your fingers. You're like that's fantastic. You look up. You see Carson Wentz is it's winning, and you know, oh, you see that. You know, Mahomes is is doing what Mahomes does. And, you know, you're just looking at all these games around you and it's fantastic. And then you look down and you're wearing a Buffalo Bills shirt. You realize how big a piece of shit you are because you like the Bills and you suck. So then uh, hopefully, you know, you go out to your car and you got a hole in your tire because your car sucks. And then you have to walk home, uh, but your shoes are busted because your shoes suck. Uh, and then you get it to your, your door and you try to open up your, your door and the, the door now like handles off because your door sucks. Your door sucks. Your, your shoes suck, your car sucks, your team sucks. So hopefully you enjoy your year because the Bills suck. And that's that's that. Beautiful. Honestly, Brandon, I couldn't have said it any better myself, my friend. You have a a uh, a way with words that I, I will never I will never be able to uh, to grasp or, or <laughs> illustrate myself. But ladies and a lot of people can talk about the bill sucking as well as I do. <laughs> And I'm just really good at Seattle. So boo the 12th man, Seattle, you're going down. All right. We're coming yeah. for you. Fuck cool. your couch. Those ugly green ass, green ass jerseys too. Get oh on. God. Yeah. Put them on, put them on. So we could shove Lucas oil stadium shit all over it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not as, I don't, I'm not as, you know, I'm not as vindictive when I say it. So uh, but that is it, everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of 
Bill's like, oh no, hold on. Oh God. Rewind. Thank you, so- <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Cold Fans. Yay! And Bill's land. Boo! Book the hawks. <laughs>